It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. On this edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, we continue our division previews with this week's episode. We talk about the NFC and AFC North. It all comes your way next. You're listening to the Kirby on Sports Podcast. connected this is dave johnson voice of the washington wizards you have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man josh kirby on sports podcast all right i am here now with good friend of the podcast and owner of mpt now standing for more personal transformations he's been a personal trainer for pretty much as long as i've known him in we're gathered here today for a very special announcement. My good old friend, John Moore. John, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by. Um, I'm glad to be on your podcast, and I think we keep podcasting back and forth. So we have this conne- connection that's a podcast connection outside of everything else we've been through. Um, so it's really cool that we have this connection and we can help each other grow. So what we're getting ready to do is a giveaway. The giveaway will be one month of free classes at the brand new More Personal transformation room so it's mpt now transformation room you can find us on facebook under that name and here's how this whole thing's going to work you want to tell them or you want me to tell them? i will tell them so you have to f- follow us on facebook the kirby on sports podcast so find us on facebook at the kirby on sports podcast and you can find john's page and that is mpt now transformation room and when this episode comes out, this interview will be airing right before the next episode. We will have a keyword that you have to listen for at some point during this episode. If you're liked with the Kirby on Sports podcast on Facebook and John's page, MPT Now, correct? Oh, it's, uh, the page is MPT Now Transformation Room. There is another page called MPT Now. We have both of them, but this one is specifically targeting the MPT Now Transformation Room Facebook page. So you will not be entered to win if you are not liking MPT Now Transformation Room on Facebook. There will be a keyword at some point during the podcast, and John will throw up a Facebook post on MPT Now Transformation Room, you have to comment the keyword. And if you're liked, uh, if you like the Kirby on Sports podcast on Facebook in MPT Now Transformation Room, you will be entered to win. What, what was the prize again? <laughs> so, the, so the prize is 
one month of unlimited classes at the MPT Now Transformation Room. We have a variety of classes, multiple yoga classes, strength classes, yopi. We have a lot of different things. And by the time that actually comes out, there'll be even more classes in there. Yeah, listen, with this pandemic and everything, ladies and gentlemen, it feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You might want to reach fitness goals. And John Moore in MPT Now Transformation Room is here to make that right. One month free personal training group classes. It's going to be a great deal. So um, when are we going to announce this? Uh, So we are having our grand opening in September. We do not have the exact date yet, but it will be in September It will be on a Saturday. We just don't have the exact date yet. All right. So that will be announced later on. Check our social medias, Kirby on Sports Podcast on Facebook, MPT Now Transformation Room on Facebook. And stay tuned for the special keyword that you have to comment on MPT Now Transformation Room on Facebook in order to win. Now let's get rolling on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, continuing our division preview. But before we move any further, we would like to thank our sponsors, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, and Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Thanks to our music by Productions by Quet and intro by Dave Johnson. Without our sponsor's support, the Kirby on Sports podcast would not be where it is today. On this week's episode, we will be talking about the NFC and AFC North. As always, joined by my guys, the three-man booth, Co-host and lead contributor Dan Dembski. Find him on Twitter at Dan underscore Dembski 97. And the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. Gentlemen, good evening. What's up? Good evening, sir. How are you? It's pretty good. Uh, what, these, these episodes have been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed doing it. And we have one more, the NFC and AFC, uh, NFC and AFC East after this. And then the... In the seasons, pretty much. Hold your horses, there, Dan. All right. Hey, you said it. You said it last episode. I was just repeating. Okay, but I have a right to say it. I have a vested interest in such. Fair, fair enough. You, you you didn't get my joke there. I said uh, the 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 last preview is the NFC and AFC East, and then the season will be over, and then and then you. (laughs) Carlos interrupted me, and I was going to say, oh, psych, we have a whole 18-week season to go after that. But. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We need the symbols. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to go, starting with the NFC North, we're going to talk about team by team in order of how they finished last season. I feel like that's going to be a better way to depict information to our listeners. And it's going to be a great way to get our point across about what we want to about these teams. So shout out to Carlos for that idea. That was, yep. that was a good one, yeah. Carlos. That's yeah, why yeah. he's about, the Swiss army knife. How about you give me my credit Kirby? Stop trying hey, to steal Carlos Martinez <laughs> trademark that trademark it. Uh, Am I right? Trademark my name, unfortunately. It's a common yeah. name. It's too common. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, your name is. A, yeah, there is actually a Carlos Martinez a pitcher in the MLB. I think with the Cardinals, if I remember correctly. Ah, who cares? We're here to talk about football, the real American pastime. Yes, yes, a lot better than football. Am I right? <laughs> no. Oh man, unfortunately not. Unfortunately, football is the world's game. Football is America's game. Absolutely. I can agree with that for sure. So starting off with the (laughs) NFC North, the Green Bay Packers. I'll start with you, Dan. Let's start with the Green Bay Packers. Well, I think they're the most sure team in this division this this coming up season. I mean, they were the number one offense last year. Um, Really good uh, running the football as well as obviously with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. So I don't think offensively they'll really have any issues. Um, they had a pretty good draft as well. I feel like they addressed both sides of the ball. Um, it's funny with all the drama in the off season with Aaron Rodgers, you know, he was going to go elsewhere. He was going to go elsewhere. He was tired of the Packers and the um, front office and all that mess. He, it all just kind of disappears, you know, all of a sudden and no one's really talking about it anymore. And he's coming back for another season. So I don't have a whole lot to say about the Packers that, you know, hasn't been said before. I I think they're uh, one of the most talented teams in the NFC. Um, I think obviously their big criticism is once they get deep into the postseason, Um, they really haven't been able to get over the hump uh, like they should have been able to. They've only made the Super Bowl obviously one time in Aaron Rodgers career. And he's still going to be he's still going to be a Hall of Famer, I think, at the end of his career. But I think that's one thing, you know, this season, um, the Packers just they have to get over that hump. And, and you know, other than that, I, I really think they're the best team by far in this division. And they're obviously, one, you know, one of the most experienced teams when it comes to having success and having having success in this division as well. They've they've done it for a long time. And um I think the relationship with LaFleur and Rodgers, um, you know, it, it, it was, I think it was a little questionable last year. Correct me. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I, I think, I think they've probably worked some stuff out in the off season and, you know, hopefully they can put that the pass behind them. And, you know, like I said, the Packers are, they're going to be the Packers, you know, they're an average, a pretty good defense 13th ranked last year. They didn't really lose a whole lot in free agency. Um, they're still going to be a really solid football team. And I, I think by far the most talented team in this division this, this upcoming season. Well, well, one thing I'd like to add to that, everything you said, I, I really agree with. But one thing I would like to add is going back to all this drama that had to do with Aaron Rodgers and the offseason and questions on whether he was going to return or not. Um, I mean, I don't really want to attribute this to the Packers sort of failing because the Packers are a story franchise and they still have their starting quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. He did not go elsewhere, but all this drama that unfolded over the off season, could that potentially fracture things and lead to bad chemistry within the organization so they don't perform well. I mean, that that's just one thing that came to my mind. I could be act, uh, talking like I'm a total buffoon, uh, but, I mean, that's just one thing I think about. How does the chemistry 
affect what happened between Aaron Rodgers and the front office? Because you look at the very beginning of this season in the opening press conference Aaron Rodgers had, he revealed a lot. I was I'm not going to lie. That was a legendary press conference. I, I, he was telling me about like, what was it? Like how the veterans that weren't re-signed were treated walking out the door and stuff like that. He yeah, well, listed uh, names. I mean, I mean, here's the thing about the Packers is that for them, the way they run their organization from what I understand from everything that I've heard lately is that basically nobody is above the team. Basically like nobody's bigger than the brand of the Packers. Right. So like everybody gets treated the same. Nobody gets favorable treatment. Like they did, they did it to Brett Favre when they sent him out of town to replace him with Aaron Rodgers, And then they're, you know, kind of trying to do the same thing to Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is trying to change that basically um, from everything that I've seen and heard. I mean, it doesn't look like that's going to be a problem. Like team chemistry is not going to be an issue because it seemed like everybody had Aaron's back. No, it, there's been no reports. And besides everything that came out, it was never out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth. It was out of, Oh, somebody in Aaron Rodgers' camp, somebody, you know, this, somebody that it was never Aaron Rodgers himself coming out and saying anything. A source so, told like, a source, told a source. Told yeah. A source. So, yeah. and you know, I mean, these are all problems that like have been happening for a while now. You know, he's obviously been, you know, asking Green Bay, like, hey, bring me to the table. Let me help. Yep. Let me help you guys bring free agents in because people aren't coming to Green Bay just to come to Green Bay. They're coming to Green Bay to play with me. So like he just wanted to be more involved in conversations and, you know be consulted with kind of like the other greats, kind of like how Tom Brady gets consulted with about certain players, kind of like how Peyton Manning did when back when he was with the Colts. Hell, Peyton Manning could get a guy cut from, from training camp with by just saying, hey, get him out of here, you know? And Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's a legend. He deserves that right, to be completely honest, but the Packers didn't want to give it to him. Uh, Dan, to your point about LaFleur, they had issues their first season. Last season, first, I think they right. worked it out completely. Last season was their better season, so um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't remember if it was last year or the year before where they had problems. Yeah, it was the first yeah. year where where they lost to the 49ers in the championship game, where they were all the talks of like, do they get along or not? And then I guess whatever issues they had, they worked it out in the offseason going into this season right. or this past season. Um, and now they're then then obviously they had a great season. They you know, made it to the championship game again and unfortunately lost to Tampa Bay. But I feel like this season, I feel like the team is really behind him because they know, like, this is probably Aaron Rodgers' last season as a Packer. Um, he's, I mean, him and uh, uh, Adams, they put up that last dance picture. So, to me, I think both of them, because now both of them are on bad terms with the Packers, I feel like this. they're saying basically right now this is the last go-around. And after this, I mean, it's it's over. Like Jordan Love is probably going to take over, yeah. and then whoever they are, and it, the Packers are kind of starting to now like buy into Aaron Rodgers by trading for Randall Cobb again. Um, you know, a guy that Aaron Rodgers really trusts. But that's I mean, uh, that's something Rodgers wanted the Packers to. That's do. what I said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like now they're starting to like try to they. The Packers, I feel like, came out looking really bad out of all this drama, to be honest. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, because, again, Aaron didn't say anything. Everything that was coming out was either from the Packers or from people around Aaron Rodgers, but never Aaron Rodgers himself. So 
to me, I feel like the Packers look oh uh, came out looking really bad out of this whole drama stuff. And I feel like the team and all the legends too, it seems like have Aaron Rodgers' back and like are are in agreement with him that like the way the Packers treat people who you know do, do so much for the franchise, they kind of just kick them out the door and don't even really give them anything. So I and he, he wants to change that. So I feel like they all have his back, and I just feel like Aaron Rodgers really can't came out looking better in this whole situation than the Packers did. I want to go back to something you said earlier, Carlos, mm-hmm. and you, you you talked about Peyton Manning. Um, and, you know, with the Colts especially, he could you know he kind of had all the power there. I think the big difference between he and Aaron Rodgers' situation is obviously the Packers have had several Hall of Fame quarterbacks, obviously, so they they kind of have a different track record when it came to, you know, having these once in a generation type quarterbacks. Whereas, um, you know, the, the Packers or the, the, the Colts rather, you know, when, when Peyton Manning got there, he was like, he was it. I mean, it's well, especially as far as Indianapolis, you know, they, they had only been there for just over 10 years uh, when Peyton Manning was drafted. So they, he was kind of that guy. I mean, it's, it's a little different for the Packers as a franchise because they've had, you know, 50 to 60 years of, of, you know, appearing in championships and winning championship games. So it's, it's, it's a little different. Like I, I get your, uh, your comparison there. It's definitely, um, it's definitely comparable, but I, I think the, the two team like cultures and like history is, is quite different. Um, but it is something that's also worked for the Packers in the past before, like, you know, they're able to somehow continue to stay competitive and continue to get back to, you know, to deep, to make deep playoff runs when they release, you know, players and stuff like that. So um, I'm not saying, yeah, it's but they effective... can never get over that NFC championship. Yeah. Pump. That's no, the problem. True, true, and, true. Yeah. and, and, you know, most of the time it's because Aaron Rodgers sometimes doesn't trust the guys he's got out. To... I mean, let, let's be honest. The reason why they make a lot of these championship games is because of Aaron Rodgers, you know, and you know, they got Devonte Adams. Yeah, yeah. Now, but like, think about like before that, like, who did they have? I mean, when they won the Super Bowl, they had, I mean, they had a pretty all-star team, but like ever since then, you know, they just haven't really invested the way they did before. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is saying like, Hey, I can bring free agents here. You just gotta let, you you just gotta use me. Let me be a resource to you guys. And they don't want to use him. Well, he's also struggled in the playoffs too. And in in, in a lot of playoff games. And I think, I, I mean, it goes, it goes both ways, obviously. So, it, it is strange, though, to me how, how great they are of a team in the regular season, and then it seems like when it comes down to the NFC Championship game or the NFC Divisional Round game, they kind of seem to crumble uh, quite often in the last, you know, 10 to 12 years uh, that, that Aaron Rodgers has been the starting quarterback. So um, I, I, I think this is they, – I think they have a good shot this season. Again, once again, obviously, it's just going to be about – like you said, also they they've battled a lot of injuries the last few years as well, and they've had they've had a really tough time with that. So if if they stay healthy on offense, I I think they make a pretty good run and stuff. Especially having you know you have Aaron Jones who was a you know the fourth leading rusher in the NFL last year. That was huge for them. Took a lot of pressure off Aaron Rodgers. Um, definitely that I think that's going to make a big impact this year again as well. Yeah, bringing him back will be huge. Um, because yeah, like you said, it relieves a lot of pressure off of Aaron Rodgers, and I, I think, again, I think signing Randall Cobb, a guy that he does trust yeah. that, you know, although, albeit he probably isn't as good as he was back when he was with the Packers last time around, 
And obviously he's been like on a whole escapade since then. Um, he made a stint at Dallas. He had a cup of coffee with Dallas, to be completely honest. It was, more, <laughs> it was a cup I of like coffee. That term, yeah. Cup of coffee. Um, he had a cup of coffee with us. Uh, it didn't, it was only for like a season. It didn't work out, but um, yeah, I mean, he, it's a guy that when he played with Aaron, you know, he really thrived and it's a guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts. So it's going to be a, you know, it's, it's going to be benefit. It's going to be a, a solid slot receiver for them. You know, they'll have like Lazard Adams on the outside, and then they'll probably have Randall Cobb on the inside, you know, running the slot. So it, it, it gives him another weapon. And obviously you got Aaron Jones in the backfield and then that defense I mean, they had some secondary problems. Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure if they really did much to fix them. I can't remember any big signings that they made. Uh, the only thing in free agency was they re-signed Kevin King, which um, can't remember what number he is on the death chart. I don't know if he's wasn't he the guy that got lit up by Brady. Ooh, it's a good question. Yeah, I'm because sure. that guy who got lit up by Brady. I'm pretty I sure he was the one won. that got lit up on that one uh, on the pass play before halftime. Okay, yeah. I'm almost positive. But anyways, Kirby, you got any thoughts on this? I I don't have any more thoughts besides if the Green Bay Packers can handle their business on the field. I mean, this is my only thing. Will the drama will they forget about the drama go out and play football because if they do that i think they'll be fine yes by the way kevin king is the guy that got lit up by Tom and he Brady got re-signed i mean he, that, that was probably his worst moment i don't know if he you know one year contract so i mean he'll probably they'll probably also see don't him. forget salary cap is a little lower this season they probably just needed to just fill out the See roster a lot more, yeah a lot more one-year deals this year than we've seen in a while mm. yeah because next year the salary cap is expected to just boom so but i mean i think they're i i, I mean i think that they're fine on the drama side i feel like that's all over and done with they're like i mean it seems like aaron Rodgers has completely moved on from it he's like listen like i'm here with the guys now like this is what i care about you know, and it seems like like from everything I'm hearing from train like from people who have been in Packers training camp, it's it, it's all it seems like the team is in good spirits right now. That they're just happy to be together again. And, and if that's also, the case, and if that's the case, sorry, Dan, but if that's the case, then I don't see the Packers stumbling or tripping in any way, shape, or form. And that's about all I have on the Packers. I mean, we'll find out once they hit the field for the regular season. It's going to be interesting. By the way, yeah, Aaron Rodgers say, Tuesdays are oh. coming back to the Pat McAfee show, so it's going to be a good Legendary. season. <laughs> oh, those Legendary were the best. Stuff. I'm so excited for those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pat McAfee, A.J. Hawk, and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it's going to be a good time. Can't beat that. I was going to say, um, we talked about their secondary. Their first-round draft choice was Eric Stokes from uh, Georgia, defensive back. Um Got a nice little contract. Obviously, those first-round picks, they get pretty solid rookie contracts. So watch out for him. See if he makes a difference for their secondary. Uh, they definitely they definitely had some uh, rough patches last year in that area. So 
definitely something to watch out for this year for the Packers. By the way, Kirby thinks that Jordan Love is going to be a Hall of Famer by the way he uh, played his first preseason game. That's uh, right. I, threw, I did uh, not say I did not even watch Jordan Love <laughs> play in the first preseason game. Nah, bro. Well, you said sure you saw it on Twitter though. Yeah, and you started putting the group message. You're like Jordan Love, super <laughs> future Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I, I I did not say that, but thank you, thank you, Carlos. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, time to, to move on. With Brady. Time to move on. The eight and eight Chicago Bears finished last season. They're done. And uh, it, the only thing I'm going to start by saying, will the Bears continue to the, be the Bears or with this acquisition with Justin Fields at quarterback, will they finally get their act together and turn things around? I'll start with you, Carlos. Oh, man, Justin Fields looks really good in that Bears jersey, though. I won't lie. He looks really good as in the Bears jersey. Um, from what I have been hearing from uh, ESPN Daily, their, like, whatever, daily podcast or whatever, they did a story on the Chicago Bears. And from what I heard on that, um, it sounds like that they're going to really take that Matt Nagy, even though he's kind of on, like, the hot seat right now because of everything that went down with Mitchell Trubisky and everything like that and the failed – you know, the last two like failed seasons. Um, it seems like he's really going to take his time. It does not seem like he's going to um, rush putting Justin Fields in. Um, he's from what he told Lewis Riddick, you know, the ESPN analyst guy or whatever um, he um, like, he's going to wait until like, he knows Justin Fields is ready. So like, they're going to go with Andy Dalton for now. And I feel like that's, I feel like honestly, the best thing for Justin Fields, especially with this O-line that the bears have is for him to sit and just kind of learn behind Let Andy Dalton get destroyed and then let the bears fix the O-line that way. When he comes out and plays, he's not getting, you know, hit 50 times a game, you know, um, that, that stuff messes with a young quarterback. So like he needs to, you know, also, like, kind of let his body develop, too, and, like, that way he can grow more into an NFL body um, and just kind of learn from a veteran guy like, you know, the Red Rifle. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. The Bears will be the Bears, though, so we'll see how that I, goes. I, I don't know. really, I really don't see them doing much this year. I mean, but I mean, besides, if they're going with Andy Dalton, no, they're not going to do a lot. I, I, I really I don't see them doing much this year. I could see them regress and fall a couple spots too. I mean, the. Uh, I mean, you how, the, how much further can you regress from Mitchell Trubisky? Okay. No, 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 I meant in terms Nick of uh, division, uh, it place in the division. But I mean, I'm just saying you have the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions. I guess they did make the playoffs last year. Hmm. Yeah, they did. I they did, did the, the, the um, Nickelodeon wild card. Remember that? That was an interesting game to watch. But, anyways, go on, Kirby. So. I mean, you have the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions. I mean, that was like the bottom of the barrel. And the Bears, eight and eight, they squeaked into the playoffs and lost. So, I mean, I I don't see them improving much from last season, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's just going to come with time, slowly work Justin Fields into the starting role and build weapons around him. And then the bears might do something, but it's going to be a multi-year project in my opinion. Yeah. And this was a team last year that started five and one and they lose seven of their last 10 games. So, you know, the, they really, 
that was disappointing too. I mean, they, I don't know what happened. <laughs> they completely collapsed. Mitchell so, Trubisky, uh, that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> true. They also, I mean, I they, never understood that pick. I just never did. I never thought Mitchell Trubisky was good. And it wasn't even that know, great in college. You that's know, what I'm he, saying. He only played yeah. one year in college in which he was on the team for like two, three seasons, only started right. his third season. The other two, he was behind Sam, whatever the frick his name is. Sam, Sam Howe, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Sam Howe. And, you know, the only reason why they – and Mitchell Trubisky was more talented, but the problem was is that he never he could never get the team behind him, and Sam Howe could. The guys responded better to Sam Howe than Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. And, all, and who did Mitchell Trubisky play at North Carolina? Uh, I don't even think he even played Clemson while he was there. Um, I'm trying to remember if they played in the AC, ACC championship game. I can't remember. They, they, they did not have... play. No, they didn't play in the ACC championship game. Wasn't? Okay. No. So, like, I never understood that pick. The Justin Fields pick, I understand, because Justin Fields, to me, I don't understand why he dropped that far, you know? And because I think he's super talented. I think he got beat up in the draft process. It just, I just, so, like, to me, I think that this was a steal and the right pick for the Bears coming off of Mitchell Trubisky. Um, But I never understood why they took Mitchell Trubisky over, like, the Deshaun Watsons, the Patrick Mahomes. Although I feel like Patrick Mahomes, again, is a product of, you know, the place he went to, Kansas City, and being behind Alex Smith and, you know, all that stuff. I've gone over that millions of times. Um, But, yeah, I just hope that they do Justin Fields right. Yeah, I'm just looking here. Mitchell Trubisky played uh, nine games in his first two two years, and then uh, his junior season he started in 13 games so and he probably was coming in at like i don't know the fourth quarter when they did yeah he he finished with 30 touchdowns i mean that's that's not bad but the for for getting drafted where he did i mean they drafted him because of his intangible because of the intangible because he was a tall you know he's tall he was you know, he had the quarterback build, which is not what yeah. you should ever base why you draft a quarterback based on the results. Are they a winner? Deshaun Watson was a winner. Right. You know, like, like I never understood Patrick that. Mahomes. You know, Patrick, well, Patrick Mahomes didn't really win much, but he had a huge Nintendo. upside, huge potential. Yeah. I mean, he had a cannon for an arm. Right. You know, like the fact that you take, you know, Mitch, Mitch, what fucking Trubisky, you know, just because, oh, he's six, he's six, five, whatever, how tall he is, you know, and because, you know, he, he, he's built like an NFL quarterback. That means nothing to me. What did he do in college? Was he a winner? Did he, did his team actually compete against the best? No, he, they never did. I like that Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky always triggers me, man. Like I, I never understand it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, beat, I, I don't really understand. They it beat either. Florida State and Miami, but really outside of the ACC, they really didn't play anybody. His senior season, they lost. Yeah, but it was Florida State when they weren't Florida State anymore. Florida State has been they Florida were, State. They were ever number since. twelve What's... at the time, so I mean, that's and of course that was you know that was five years ago now. So Florida State wasn't. They were on the they were on their way down. They weren't all the way down that they are now. But mm-hmm. and then they lost to uh, Stanford in the Sun Bowl. So and the Sun Bowl is. That's, that's not important. Bowl. Uh, <laughs> what bowl really is important that. nowadays? True. It's it's all become irrelevant. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Kirby, and, and, and you, Carlos. I, I think they're I think they're an average team again this year, probably below average. I just I don't see a whole lot there. Um, it looks like they're trying to 
Uh, they went out and drafted two offensive linemen after they took uh, Justin Fields, which may not seem like much now, um, but maybe they see in a couple years when you know he becomes the the guy. Because I I think I think it's possible he he will start late in the season. I, I think the Bears are going to get to a point where, um, you know, the, their season's over. They want to see what they have in the future, and obviously everyone's going to be saying, you know, let's see Justin Fields. And I, th- I think we'll get a chance to see him towards the end of the year, you know, start three or four games down the stretch. So that's what, at least what I think is I, I, I think it'll be a lost season by then. So, um, yeah, they were like 29th in offense last year. And obviously when you have Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky, you know, as your quarterbacks, they you, you can't get much worse than that. Um, and they signed three defensive players um, in free agency. Uh, they they got an, an edge rusher. They 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 signed uh, Desmond Trufant, which which is a pretty decent signing. Yeah, I I like Trufant and what he did. Yeah, he played with Atlanta, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I, I really fi- found Trufant player. to be a really good player. Yeah, he's a solid player. So I, I I think they made steps to improve. I just you know I just don't think you know. <laughs> I, 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 first of all, I don't think Matt Nagy's the guy. I just don't, I don't get him as a head coach. I, I, I think he's a good, you know, he's a good coordinator, but I just don't see it. I don't see his vision as a head coach. And I, I think this is, I think this is really going to be his last year with, with the bears. Well, um, I think the, the other thing with Matt Nagy's, he didn't, pick, he, he, did, he didn't pick Mitchell Trubisky though. He came after Mitchell Trubisky was picked. Yeah. So, um, so to me, that like, was the Mark Tressman era. Yeah. So, like to me, oh, that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like to me, this is, uh, I mean, this is the guy. This is the guy. You know that I think because Justin Fields can do a lot of, I guess, kind of Patrick Mahomesy kind of things. You know where uh, he can. You know, he's just more mobile than Mitchell Trubisky ever was. You know, Mitchell Trubisky can move, but not the way Justin Fields could. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here if if he gets more time because now he can work with a younger quarterback that he actually chose. It's just it's funny to me that Nagy was only the offensive coordinator for one season in, in Kansas City in 2017. And then, you know, he he gets the head coaching job. I, I think it was a surprising hire uh, in in a lot of people's minds. Um I don't. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just. I don't. I just don't think he's a good fit. Um, you just don't think he's the right coach for Chicago, right? And I. And to be honest, it's the Bears, and I don't know who would be the right fit because it's the Bears. But I just. I just don't see him fitting with that. With that town, that's 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 just what I think. But I agree with that, Dan. I feel like this Bears process, they're taking baby steps in order to improve. They're taking small baby steps, and I feel like they're going to slowly transition Justin Fields into the starting role. If they throw Justin Fields in halfway through the season because Andy Dalton sucks, they're making a terrible mistake. But who knows? The Bears are the Bears. They might do that. And if it comes down to finding a new head coach, if that's what it's going to take, then do it. But I feel like that's what the Bears need to do in order to succeed. It's going to be a multi-year process in order for the Bears to stop being ridiculed as the Bears are just the Bears. I think one of my biggest concerns is that 
you know, Andy Dalton gets hurt in week two or three. They have a really bad offensive line, and then they put Justin Fields in that situation. So it's yeah, that would not be Joe, good, right? It's, that would it's not be to good Joe at all. Burrow because you put him under like a leaky offensive line. His rookie season, you know, he, he hasn't had a whole lot of time to study under, you know, Andy Dalton. Well, Andy Dalton, I don't, uh, he's, I don't know, he's he's Andy Dalton. Um, <laughs> he's not what he used to be. Yeah, he's not. He's not what he was in like 2011, 2012, 2013. Um, Ooh, hello, but, um, I, I mean, that's, that's the nightmare scenario. I mean, you put him into that situation where all of a sudden he's cast into the starting job and he's under a bad o- offensive line. Um, and especially like three or four weeks in, you're usually getting into like the meteor schedule at that point. So that to me is the ultimate, like, oh shit moment where, you know, it, it could really all go poorly, especially if he were to get injured. Um, and then, you know, you, you talk about his future and all that, it, you know, it, if it's a bad enough injury, if it's like, if it's like a torn ACL or whatnot. So well, let's hope he never does get put in that position where he gets hurt. Knock you know? No, Knock absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that's, we see how again, it is for Joe Burrow. Right. And he, he's I, even talking about, it's hard for him to, he's you know, still not right. I mean, you're never, yeah. you're never, you're never right after an injury like that. I don't think in general, but especially when it's your rookie season and you know, you, dominated in college and you were the guy i, I just think it's it's and he was doing pretty well he was doing pretty well in, in his rookie year and then obviously just he just kept getting hit for what they had which was nothing yeah i mean he was it was him <laughs> basically mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think it's i think the bears are probably a below average team and and uh you know hopefully I, I the first step is just making sure they have a solid offensive line for the future um and, and building that up first things first there um, because we all know how important that is. And it's under, still understated, I think, in, in, in the NFL, especially how important it is to have a great offensive line and to stay healthy in that area too. I mean, yeah, well, you, you have, see, well, well, you saw with the Cowboys yeah. for, for many years, the, right. the reason why they won a lot of games is was because of the great offensive line. Offensive line. Right. Right. Yeah. And you saw last year with the, uh, you know, the chiefs, how it affects when mm-hmm. you lose two or three guys on that mm-hmm. offensive line. So it's, it, it makes all the difference in the world. Patrick Mahomes is not Patrick Mahomes without the offensive line. So yep, it's, it's like that for every team. So yeah, I, I think what intrigues me with this division is not necessarily who's going to win the division, but it's who's going to finish last. I, I think all three of these teams below the Packers are kind of, kind of, it's for me, it's kind of a flip of the coin. I, I think, I think the Vikings have a, probably have the, the tiny advantage. I know we'll get to them in a second, but um the Lions, I think they're going to be, I, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're kind of. We'll a, talk about the Lions when we get to the Lions. But yeah, I, I mean, one thing that we haven't talked about with Chicago before we move off of Chicago, we haven't even talked about their defense yet and how good that defense was and that kept them in games last season. Yeah. They were like number 12 in the NFL. They were, they were, they were pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty I mean, solid. Khalil, defense, Khalil so. Mack was a monster, in my opinion. He, I mean, he lo- that's not just your opinion, Kirby. That's 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 fact. <laughs> yeah, he's always been a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked great. And he looks like Francis and Ghani. Is he still there? He's still yeah, there, right? He's still there. He's oh still yeah. There. yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought he got traded, but that must have been no. my imagination. But no. yeah, I mean, Khalil they, they Mack. Well, I, no. I think he's like the backbone of that defense, and he, he's just been incredible. And to Carlos's point. They kept the uh, the Bears in games, and 
I feel like if they can improve that defense anymore, that is going to help the Bears because they, they got to stop. If the Bears can't produce on offense, they need the defense to stop the opposing team's offense to oh, like limit like damage control. Yeah, but they can only do so much. They can only do so much because you saw it. They were keeping the Bears in games, but Mitchell Trubisky was just not performing. So eventually, they just gave up. Like, there was plenty of games where eventually they just said, fuck it, we're not going to do it anymore. Like, we're we're, we're sitting here battling, and this guy's not doing shit. So Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) All right. So I think it's time to move on from the Chicago Bears. Bear down. To the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to start this one off because I I have a lot to say (laughs) about the Minnesota Vikings. And Um, your former quarterback, Kirk Cousins. (laughs) I I disown Kirk Cousins. but You can't disown him. You can't. That's your guy. That's that's your quarterback, Kirby. That was your quarterback. Okay. So um, I'm going to start off by saying, how much longer is this experiment going to go on? Because the Vikings dump all this money into Kirk Cousins, and look what he has been able to accomplish. Next to nothing. One one playoff game. One one playoff game. One playoff game. Is one playoff game worth the $86 million Kirk was paid? No. God, no. Okay. No. To my point, only one playoff win against the Saints to show for what the Vikings have done. I mean, granted, it was I, granted. I'm not putting all of this on Kirk Cousins, but still, they had a pretty bad defense. The O line was decent. I mean, their defense sucked last year. They it straight up in the NFL. I mean, when your were... head coach is saying this is the worst defense I've ever worked with, I mean, come so on. And in their O line, I mean, Kirk Cousins, if I remember correctly he wasn't getting any protection on the line. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, how much longer are the Minnesota Vikings going to go on with this experiment? Because obviously as of now, they paid way too much for Kirk Cousins. And I feel like if Kirk Cousins is going to continue to be an average to maybe mediocre mediocre <laughs> mediocre uh, you know uh, i mean middle of the pack middle of the pack because there's nothing extraordinary about the man in my yeah, opinion. except that he gets all his stats in garbage time and somehow yes. that makes him a great quarterback i've always said that when he yes. was at washington he got his numbers on garbage time when the mm-hmm. game was already out right. of reach and right. like you know it was the game was over so the opposing defense didn't care at so, that point, so, 35 but, touchdowns. That's that's why. <laughs> so well, listen, how much longer are the Vikings gonna handle Kirk Cousins? Because if Kirk Cousins feels I don't like know, I think they're he, at the rope end, to be honest. Well, listen, let listen mm-hmm. to what I'm gonna say here. Because if the Viking, if Kirk Cousins feels in his mind that he's playing exceptional and it comes time for his contract to be extended and he wants even more money. If I were the Vikings and I looked at what he has done in his tenure in Minnesota, I'd say, go find another team. Go find yeah, another I'd tell team. Him to go kick rocks. I wouldn't resign yeah. Kirk cousins yeah, unless he I, has an exceptional season this season. Yeah. And like, actually like is winning games and they make a good playoff run. They get to, you know, 
they win two playoffs, they get to the championship game, then I'd consider resigning him. Yeah, no, I but would consider this, it, but no. as of right now, as of the season I saw mm. last year when his contract gets extended, if the Vikings are a middle-of-the-pack to bottom-of-the-barrel team, when Kirk goes to resign, I, I think he kicks rocks and he's going to have to find another team because the Vikings obviously overpaid for Kirk Cousins. And you look what happened to Washington. Washington let him go. And I feel like in the long run, that was better for Washington because what if what if Washington overpaid? I would I would not be surprised. You if would have franchise again, tag you, him twice and pay him a hell of a lot of money two years in a row. But so, that's yeah. better than signing him long term well, for that better, much. But it's they true. still they threw. But they still paid him a shit ton of money. Yeah. 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 They basically yeah. threw those two years in the, in, in the trash. Yeah. They just they, they paid him for garbage time stats. That's what they paid right. him for. So I mean, that's what I'm gonna start off with. I'll have Dan talk about their acquisitions and stuff, and how the Vikings could potentially be better this year. But still. Kirk is going to kick rocks if the Vikings do not improve. And it's just fact because you look one playoff win against the Saints to show through everything. That's $86 million, if I remember the dollar amount correctly. But that's just my take on Kirk Cousins for right now. But I'm sure once we get into the Vikings more, I'll have a little bit more to contribute. But um, yeah, yeah. You, Dan or Carlos, whoever wants to go next. Well, and what? Only one. How many playoff, you know, touchdowns did he throw in Washington? How many playoff games they have in Washington? One. One against the Packers and the Packers stomp on him. So he had one playoff win when he got to Minnesota. He had one. He has one in Minnesota. He has two and he's getting paid all that money. Just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Also, I will say there's been a lot of times where the, the Vikings have needed him to go down and tie the game or give them the lead, you know, and if he makes a mistake or is now not able to get the job done, the game's over and he does what Kirk Cousins does and he chokes late in the game. So that's, that's another thing too, is he has garbage time stats. Then he has other games where he, he never can never seem to close the deal. So um, yeah, I want to talk about the defense They you guys mentioned it. I mean, they're, they were 29th last year. It's just, miserable. I saved this one for you. Oh, um, no, 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 never mind. Never mind. Disregard that. Disregard. Okay. Um, they signed a couple guys who I, I think will help this defense. They get Patrick Peterson, cornerback, um, who's who's older now. Um, obviously, I think he's been in the league about eleven years now. He's I, been in the league for a while, yeah. Yeah, I I, I can't be for sure. And, and then they signed uh, linebacker Nick Vigil. I think I think those guys will help the defense. I don't really see them making a huge difference. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job drafting. Um, they go out and get offensive lineman Christian Darisaw. I from, saved that um, one for you, Dan. Yeah, that one that that that's pretty good. Uh, Christian Darisaw did have some injury issues when he was at Tech, but I I think when he did play, you know, he made a pretty big difference. Uh, and definitely, you know, as we talked about, Kirk Cousins needs all the help he can get with the offensive line. Um, they went out and also drafted uh, quarterback Kellen Mond, which um, obviously he's not going to play. Um, likely not this year and, and maybe not start next year, but he, he could be the guy for the future for this team, just depending on, depending on what happens with cousins. If cousins comes out and have, has a good season, you know, they're going to continue to stick with him long-term. I think, I think all it takes is one good year for Kirk cousins and and they will commit. Um, Cause they, they're paying him a lot of money. I mean, you have to, you have to commit at that point. 
Um, and then they take uh, linebacker Chess uh, Surratt uh, from North Carolina, who I think is also a pretty solid pick. Um, of course, they're bringing back Jefferson and, and, and Adam Thielen. Jefferson's absolutely incredible. Yeah. I had him on my fantasy team last year. Absolutely. He's a stud. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's really stud. good. I mean, he was great at LSU. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's, you know, five, a five-yard route, and he takes it for 25, 30 yards. He's, he's just insane. Um, so, I, I mean, they used pretty to have good Stephon too. Diggs also. I've, yeah. I've yeah, always Kirk been Cousins a ran fan. out of town. Should have oh, never yeah. let. Should have never. Should have never left. Man, that's a shame. Um, Anyways, yep. I've always been general, a fan sorry, of the Vikings. Uh, I've always been a fan of the Vikings receiving core because they always help out. Like I know C- Cousins is average, but still, I mean, you throw a good pass to either they of have these three two, or four really good receivers. Yeah, y- every year yards after the catches through the roof almost yep yep exactly and that's what that's what gives him his numbers too i mean you know if he had average receivers or you know just above average receivers you would see how bad he really is um i think in general for the vikings you know i i don't really think the defense is going to be that much better i i think they could improve a little bit but i i don't see them making any big leaps and bounds this year um, like I said, I think they had a good draft, but I, I don't know if those guys are going to make an impact this year or next year. It, it's probably going to take some time. Um, their, their offense is pretty solid. I mean, if you just look at it on paper. So I, I, I think it just it all depends on Kirk Cousins. It's how we started the conversation and how we're going to end the conversation. It's all about, you know, how, which Kirk Cousins shows up game, game to game. Um, so I, I think the defense will be better, but they're, they're going to be a young team in general. And I think they're going to find themselves at the bottom of that division for probably a couple of years until they figure it out. Or I could be wrong. And, and Kirk cousins and the Vikings could come out and, and shock people this year. So that would be, that would be very surprising if Kirk cousins comes out and makes himself worth his contract this year and gets to the super bowl. That would be, that'd be insane. Yeah, they'll let, they can, they're not going to make the super bowl with this roster, not with the competition they'll have to go against. No, and nope. you know, especially having the Packers in your own division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you're, you're going to being... get in, it's going to have to be a bear situation where you know they expanded the playoffs this past year, where um you know they have an extra wild card team. That that was how that's how they have to get in if they are going to make it. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I think my ceiling for them this year is they're they're an eight and nine team, and I, I think I could see them go finish six and eleven. So, so. pretty much. Yeah, pretty much the pretty same. Pretty much the uh, same as this the year. The same that where they where they finished last year. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much everything that Dan said with I agree with. I really don't have any more points to make except Kirk Cousins is an idiot. Also, <laughs> I can't stand him. He's I can't. Such an idiot. <laughs> I can't. He's going to be the sole reason why they're going to play a week without any quarterbacks. Did we? Did you see where he was like? He had this message where he was thanking the hospital and, and the hospital workers, and he said something like. I know if my family or I get COVID, you'll take care of us. And I was like, bruh. Yeah, there's the another vaccine. way you can take care of yourself, buddy. Just just get just get, get the, the shot. shot. But I guess it's against his religion or something like that. Which I'm not know. bashing anybody on their religion, but I mean, come on, man. You know. I'll do everything I can to uh, protect myself. I'll, Except I'll, get a I, shot. I even thought about putting up a bubble during meetings. <laughs> And when he motioned, he motioned around to make sure people knew 
this kind of bubble, guys, the one that goes around you. I was just like, oh, my God, what a dope. Uh, let's move on to the Lions. I'd rather talk about the Lions. Now. Yeah, there's yes. nothing more that we need to really say about the Vikings. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I think we cover the Vikings pretty good. Except shout so. out to uh, angry Mike Zimmer because he has been pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, fighting Moving. in practice, right? Uh, did they get in a fight in practice? I thought that was them, or was it? That was the I know the Giants did. Yeah, oh, I did. G- I did see the Giants. Yeah, the Don't Giants get me was, started on them. <laughs> well, we're gonna get started on them next episode. Yeah, but let's move on. Episode. Let's let's move on to the okay. to the Lions. All right, the Detroit Lions finished last year five and eleven. They bring in a new head coach, Dan Campbell. And I, I feel Motor like the, City Dan Campbell. I yes, of course you would say that. Yeah, I, knew, I knew it was coming. Okay, so the <laughs> Dan Campbell mentality, off. the Dan Campbell mentality here. Just just uh, stick with me here for a moment. Do we have that here? Are we gonna bite people's kneecaps off? So yeah, uh, you know his mentality. They're gonna play tough. They're gonna play physical. If they get knocked down, they're gonna sit right back they're gonna stand right back up but they're gonna take a kneecap off and then they're gonna take another kneecap off after going two more times before getting knocked down again and this mentality is all great i i like dan campbell's mentality but i i i see the lions getting knocked down taking off a kneecap and not it not helping at all and yeah uh, I mean, I just don't see it helping. I mean, I love the mentality. It's there. If they take a kneecap off and do great things and win the division, great, Dan. Great job. But still, the Lions have a lot to a lot of work to do, and it all starts with bringing in Jared Goff. I feel like that's exceptionally going to help things. But still, other than that, there is still mm. a lot to work on. I mean, Jared Goff, Jared Goff yeah, let is Let me start not, with that point. Yeah, Jared, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Can we unpack this point really quick? Dan, go ahead. I, I, okay, really? listen, I, I'm not saying Jared Goff is the savior. I'm just saying it's a small piece to the big puzzle that Detroit is trying to piece together. And and th- that's what I'm starting with. Dan Campbell's mentality. They're going to take mm. off a kneecap, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't think taking off a kneecap will help them at all. I, I still feel like the lions have a lot to work through a lot to uh, a lot of pieces to the puzzle. And uh, I still find this team being last place in the division. Well, I'll start with Dan Campbell and then I'll, then I'll go to Jared Goff. Um, and I'm not saying Jared Goff is going to tear it up. <laughs> He's I'm trying just to saying. pedal back his statement. He knows. He knows he's I'm about to get ripped apart. Back. He I'm knows a- he's. He knows we're about to rip him apart. <laughs> rip me apart. I don't care. I don't we're care. Like sharks. Because we're like sharks in the water. We we we, we it smell helped. it. <laughs> I did not. I did not say at all. So I mean, okay, we we have to hit it now. Field. We have to hit it now. Uh, you're trying to tell me that Jared Goff was a better option than Matthew Stafford. Matt Stafford, yeah. Well, Matthew Stafford had no help around him, in my opinion. But, but so, and, and it's any different with Jared Goff. Jared Goff, they literally just swapped teams. Yeah. So, what is bringing Jared Goff? Jared Goff doesn't have help there either. The only I thing they might have is DeAndre Swift. And well, we, maybe he'll do better this year than he did last year. Yeah. I'm, 
Maybe. I mean, a new a new quarterback in a new system. Who knows? Maybe plug and play, and he does well. I I'm just saying it helps. Who's their best receiver? Brashad Perryman. Come on. I, Come I, on. I'm, but Compared I'm to Cooper saying. Cup, what he had in L.A. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come I on, mean, man. Cup. There's levels to this game. Yeah. I, I think Jared, Jared Goff's going to help, but still, I don't think the Lions have it. They have a lot of work that needs to be done. Well, they had the well, worst. They had the worst defense last year. In the yes, NFL. I know, and they will probably continue to have the it's worst not really defense. Gonna, they didn't really do anything in the off season to rebuild. I mean, come on, their who wants to go and play in Detroit? Like, they're not going to get any big major free agent signing, especially with the way the salary cap was this year. Yeah. True, that's no, true. It's probably going to take a couple years uh, if they when they ever have a chance. But um, it's going to be really funny to see Dan Campbell halfway through the season and seeing what his mentality is like when they're Owen. 10 or something like just, that. Like, I just don't think that coaching style, while, while it is entertaining, <laughs> doesn't work in today's NFL. This isn't 30 I mean, we'll, or 40 we'll years ago. Like, mm-hmm. the tough guy sort of crazy mentality that, that a lot of coaches had, like, in the, in the 80s and 90s, like, was fine back then, and, like, players responded to it well. Today's players just won't. I mean, they're, they're not going to buy. I just feel like players aren't going to buy into that. And it's going to start off, it's going to start off okay, but then the players are going to start not taking him seriously with what he says, especially if he keeps up the bite off kneecaps nonsense. I just don't think, I don't think that kind of style lasts long in today's NFL, but I, it, 25, 30, 40 years ago, yes, but not now. Um, it just, it's just funny that like, they are the definition of a rebuild. I mean, they're, they're going to finish last in this division. They're going to probably be one of the worst teams in the NFC. They're um, always in a rebuild, though. When are they not rebuilding? I mean, true, true. Can I make a stretch and say this? Can I make a stretch and say, please make I, a stretch? I'd love to hear it. I feel like the paper bags, the brown paper bags are coming off the Cleveland Browns and getting tossed over to Detroit. Well, Detroit never really lost them. I mean, they yeah, had... they were the original paper bag team. Yeah, they remember they were the first ones to go. Oh, yeah, and the Browns are just giving all their paper bags to Detroit because I don't think they're gonna have. We'll anything. talk about the Browns a little later, but yeah. that, that yeah. Uh, I mean, still, I mean, there's not much to say besides. It. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what can happen? I think they're a four-win team. I I, I really do. I, I just, they could be a three-win team, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Look, I think I think I think Penny Sewell is a great pick. I think I, I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL. Um, but it, one guy is not going to make that much of a difference, and especially didn't they draft the uh, Ohio State kid? Um, cornerback. Oh like yeah. Two years um, ago? How many years ago? Was it Ward? Is it Ward? Is Derek it Ward. Derek? No. Mm. Keep keep going. I'll I'll look it up real quick. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I just I don't think there's anything much to say. I I think. I don't know. The I, Lions I say they're the really Lions chipping are... away, getting better. I I think they're taking minuscule steps to get better. I and I just don't think Dan Campbell's the right answer as head coach. He is entertaining and like it is funny to hear some of the stuff he says and like, wow, this guy is unhinged, 
but that's not going to work in a locker room uh, of, of, of football players uh, today of today's NFL players. They're not going to respond well to that sort of um, tongue lashing, if you will, for, for lack of a better term. The, the lions are such a laughing stock that we really don't have much to say. It's like a waste of breath almost. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm really, oh, I'm sorry. It was Jeff Okuda. Oh, oh yeah, Jeff, Jeff Okuda. Okay. Okuda. It wasn't a ward. My bad. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. We forgive you. But I just, I, ha- I have a feeling Jared Goff's going to, it's going to be a similar situation to Matt Stafford, except he's not going to play as well when he's healthy. I feel like he's just going to battle injuries the rest uh, during his time with, with the lines, ho- however long it is. Cause he's just, he's, he's going to get hit a lot. I mean, that offensive line is not good. They don't really have any receivers. They don't have much of a running game. It's just not going to be very good in general for them, for, for, for him. I don't think for his health. I, I yeah. think, I think we touched on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, there's nothing more to say. I mean, I, I, th- I think we're all in agreement then for the NFC North, it's going to be the Packers. You're going to win it. And then pretty much it's going to be a battle for who the hell wants to be the next best team. <laughs> and whoever the next best team is, they're not going to have a winning record probably. So it'll be an easy, easy, you know, streamline for the Packers to make the playoffs. Agreed. I definitely agree. Yeah, I agree too. Once again, the three-man booth, Dan Dembski and Carlos Martinez joining me as we just recap the NFC North. We'll take a quick break. And when we return, we talk about the AFC North right here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high-quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Hey, sports fans. 
Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on Sports podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. Exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast, you can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. Text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment where you'll learn your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. 10 minutes, tons of resources, learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Back to you, Josh. All right. Thank you once again to all of our sponsors. Welcome back to the three-man booth here on the Kirby on Sports podcast. Dan Dembski, our co-host and lead contributor and the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. We are breaking down the (laughs) AFC North. This division is very interesting, so I'm looking forward to talking about this AFC North. In and this we're finally a, hitting one of our fa- one of our contributors' favorite teams. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get your thoughts on that. But first and foremost, the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's a lot to be talked about about this Steelers team. Um, I'll start with you, Carlos, the 12-4 and four Pittsburgh Steelers last season. I mean... I'm not expecting too much from them this season, to be completely honest. I mean, uh, they re obviously they signed your favorite quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. No, um, no, don't put yes, that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Do yes. not yes. take that. They no. Kirby, no. you know you idolized no. that man. He no. went to the adult Dwayne ballet. Haskins was a bust. You were telling he me he was worse you than Jamarcus. We're talking about man. how great he Wayne was. Wayne Haskins be. was worse than Jamarcus mm, Russell. We can't say that. No, yes, I can. I will. Can't, you cannot say that. Ethic. You can't say that. You yes. can't say that. Jamarcus Why? Russell literally would not watch game tape. At least Dwayne Haskins did. At least, I mean, did Jamarcus <laughs> Russell go out and party after yes. a loss? Yes. After a did loss, you see really? how overweight Jamarcus Russell got? At least when Haskins <laughs> did put in some work. Yeah, put him some work. Oh my gosh! Don't get me started. On it's me. okay. He's your favorite quarterback. You don't have to lie. It's okay, Kirby. <laughs> I know you're trying to keep up appearances. <laughs> I know you're trying. I know you're trying your best. For the record, but everything, everything that Kirby just says, strike it from the goddamn record because it's not true. Because he was literally sitting there praising him after the Hall of Fame game, being like, oh, he actually looked good. Oh, my God. I he's, remember. He's actually he's a Hall of good Fame game. I said he played two series. Mm-mm. And you said he looked great because he had one touchdown pass. Yeah. Don't lie. Kirby, you don't uh, got to lie. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here to- for the Kirby, record, Kirby. you're on the no, Kirby no, 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 no. For your listeners, Dwayne for your listeners Haskins to know. No, 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 no. He's your quarterback. He's he's your guy. He's your guy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Kirby, I'm here to hold you accountable, all right? And he's your guy. 
He's your guy. It's fine. No, he it's, fine. Isn't. It's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um. Anyways, moving on. Dwayne no. Haskins is not my guy. He's your guy. It's okay. No, he's <laughs> Are we just gonna keep going around and around in a circle? I mean, just accept it, Kirby. Stop lying to the I'm people. Ex- yeah. Stop the lying. Want, which See, is this the is truth. what Dallas Cowboys fans give you. They feed you negative energy. Excuse me. <laughs> the Cowboys aren't even in the conversation right now. We didn't pick him, okay? We knew <laughs> that he was not our quarterback. He's <laughs> your quarterback. Not anymore. He's Pittsburgh's problem. Dan, clip this and put this on the internet. He was your quarterback. <laughs> you got it. No, I, w- I wish I had a timestamp. Damn. Oh I got to start timing this thing. Oh my god! <laughs> You're a quarterback. So are we? Are we going to talk about Dwayne Haskins the rest? Of no, the- no, no. I'm moving off of Dwayne. Are Haskins. we going to talk I- about the Pittsburgh Steelers? We're going to talk about the Steelers and the fact that Dwayne Haskins was your quarterback, and he still is your quarterback. It's okay. Oh my okay. god! You went back. I know you do. It's there's okay. Lit- there's literally uh, not get- nothing getting around this. Unbelievable. No, not really. But anyways, we can talk about Big Ben. You know, and the fact that he's you know coming back and he took like massive pay cut didn't he yeah um, yeah I, I i think he did that because he wanted to stay in pittsburgh i realistically of course he wants see, to stay in pittsburgh i realistically point. couldn't see big ben going to another team and i feel i mean like no other team would sign him i mean we saw what happened at the end of last season i mean he started off the season kind of good and then by the end like he just couldn't throw anything yeah and you know his like Drew Brees situation he wants kinda, to basically. finish his career there I mean, he's he won two Super Bowls. He took them to three Super Bowls, won two. You know, I mean, if there's anybody that kind of deserves to finish out a team, it was Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. You know, he's but I mean, given so much to that team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, like, to me, I mean, I don't see this team doing much, to be honest. I feel like they still have a bunch of offensive line problems. You That's- know, yeah, they, they, they uh, drafted Najee Harris, but, I mean, like, what can he do? I mean – they didn't have an offensive line last year, so and they didn't do anything really to fix it. So it's like, Good what point. really is Najee Harris going to do, you know, in this scenario? Um, L- listen, listen, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Dwayne Haskins, your favorite quarterback. I swear, <laughs> I have to put swear. that caveat in there. <laughs> no. Every time, every time, we, every time we talk about the Steelers, <laughs> I'm going to bring it up. All season, Kirby. This is going to be all year. No, no, no. So. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Good, you didn't say it, but anyways. I missed it. I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this. For, um, the that Dwayne Haskins is your favorite quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> their first, they're 12, they were a 12 and 4 team last year. They when do I got, get to talk? They got exposed. They got exposed. They started the season oh, I know eleven and now. Obviously, you see Washington coming and beat I them knew on it. Monday I night. Knew I know that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for listen, him to listen, bring it up. Listen, listen, listen. Shout out, shout out, because they did it. They beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers on a Wednesday night of all, of all <laughs> no, times. It was too. a Monday night. After was the it Ravens COVID no, and everything. So oh, yeah. a- anyways, anyways. <laughs> The Steelers were in 11 and 0 team undefeated going into that Washington game. After that Washington game, it was all downhill and they got exposed. They did not look like an undefeated team going in 11 games into the season. Well, that's when Washington the Washington defense really like 
Yeah. They really came. God, out. It, like, that's when they really Washington. came after. It's about Pittsburgh getting it. No, no, no. I, I mean, I want to give credit where credit is due. The Washington, like that Washington defense, defense like that was like their coming out party because they yeah. like put the shellacking on them. Yeah, and that's when and that's when Big Ben, you know, he really that that game really screwed him up. Like he was never the he, the rest of the season he was never the same, and you could see him. Just he's just uncomfortable and like off kilter with all of his passes and his receivers and the I, timing of the routes. Like the timing just wasn't there after that game for whatever reason, especially in that playoff game against Cleveland where they just got absolutely destroyed. Where I think they were what down twenty eight nothing at that one point. That was the icing on the cake. Watching the Steelers like go out of the was, Browns winning a playoff game. It was insane as a Ravens fan to watch that because I I. I didn't know what to think because it, it, on one hand, I'm like, the Steelers are getting crushed. This is great. But then I'm like, I'm a little worried about the Browns now for the future because they, they are, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get to them. Yeah. We're going to get to them. <laughs> um, the Steelers were exposed for the fakes they were. I believe Carlos used that term first. So give credit where credit is due. But they did not. Uh, yeah. I mean, even when they were going on that undefeated streak, they were, they weren't really dominating. If I remember correctly. Well, I mean, think about it. The Cowboys almost beat him with a freaking third string quarterback. Like we didn't even have Andy Dalton <laughs> right. in that game. We That's had right. the Ravens what almost beat him with the, Yeah. JMU baby. Yeah, but yeah. on the last episode of Hard Knocks. But we'll ben DiNucci. What a guy. <laughs> yeah, they barely beat the, you know, in week 12, they barely beat the Ravens who had like 50 guys out with COVID. They barely yeah, won that right. game. I was pissed about that one. Third stringers. Third string quarterback. Um. Yeah, I, I yeah, because then Trace, yeah, because Trace got hurt then, in that yeah. game, right? And yeah. then, uh, who's, who's I can't even remember who finished the game. I think it was, uh, it must have been Huntley who came in and, and finished the game. Oh, yeah, Brett God, that's gonna bother me. He and and he was the third string quarterback. So yeah, um, yeah, that was. I think that was the game that started the downturn, and then the Washington game was like the, the beginning of the nail in the coffin for their season, um. Because of course Washington played them the week after that. So, but let me just say in general about the Steelers, um, their defense last year was just dominating. I mean, they were the third no, no, best. No, no, no. So RG three was the backup, and then Trace McSorley. That's was right, string. and he was the third string. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was thinking of the end of the season last year when I think, um, by that point, um, RG three and McSorley had yeah. RG three got injured, didn't he? Yeah. Like pulled a groin or a hammy or something. <laughs> yeah, it's something RG3. He's always hurt. You know, something that your team did to him. <laughs> yeah, he you started got, it. You guys ruined RG3. Just know uh, that. Hi, I'm Josh, and uh, you can listen to uh, me get bullied by Dan and Carlos. You're both. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, Dwayne Haskins is your favorite quarterback, so yeah. you deserve it. Hey, how are you? Uh, thanks, <laughs> okay, go on, go, on, go, on, go on. They didn't. Go on. They only. They only required one guy in free agency, which uh, BJ Finney. I don't, I don't even know who that is. I didn't get a chance to look him up. Um, the Steelers did. Yeah, they only had one free agency signing, which I thought was really well, yeah because they resigned like Juju to a one-year deal. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, he's yeah, got to yeah. stop those dumb TikTok dances because that obviously was not that. Helping. That was also a big key to why they struggled because. He after he started, he was dancing on their logos and they were losing and they said stop and he kept doing it anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I mentioned that you know, Najee Harris, I think he's a great pick, but you made a really good point, Carlos. I mean, this offensive line was it was a scrap heap last year, especially 
they had injuries. They had guys sliding in and out. They couldn't, they didn't have any consistency. And it was part of, part of the reason why they had, they didn't have any running game because James Conner, first of all, they were behind in several games because they had to, so they had to throw it a lot, especially in that playoff game. I think big Ben threw it like 70 times. Cause of course they got behind so early on in the game. Mm-hmm. And that was another reason why I think they struggled late in the season because they were behind. They had to throw the ball a lot. They had a patchwork offensive line. Um, the defense kept them in games for the most part. Um, you know, I think even even the playoff game, I mean, they, they had like two pick sixes that, that Big Ben threw early on in the game, and then, you know, it was 28 nothing at halftime or whatever the score was. So game was pretty much over at that point. Um, I think the defense is going to be good again this year. I, I don't think they're going to have any issues on that side of the ball, but there's a lot of questions on offense, especially like – is, is Big Ben done? He just – something was disconnected. And, I mean, he was just missing throws that he shouldn't miss. I mean, he had guys wide open so many times. And he has he has some of the best receivers in, in the NFL as well. I mean, obviously, Juju, uh, you know, what a fantastic receiver he is. Yeah, yeah, Claypool was – early on in the year, I mean, he was, he was unbeatable. So, um, I think that's just the big question this year for them is, is – you know, Big Ben apparently slimmed down. I, I saw a picture of him and I thought, you know, I guess. I mean, he's not as big as he was, but I, I wouldn't call it slim. I mean, he lost he's some weight, slim sure. Thick. Um, <laughs> exactly. Slim Re- realistically, um, could this be Big Ben's final year in the league? Probably. Sure. I, think, sure. I, mean, I think I think he's kind of been he's kind of a placeholder right now. I mean, the problem is, is with a Mike Tomlin team, they're I don't think they're ever gonna get in a position where they're gonna get like a high draft pick. Right. So like I don't know if they'll ever replace um oh my I was about to say Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> I don't think they're ever gonna replace Big Ben with a with like a a draft pick or something. Like like a top tier quarterback draft, like the way Big Ben was like a top quarterback draft right. pick. I don't think they'll ever drop that far because we saw even when Big Ben got hurt, they still posted up an eight and eight season, you know, with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. And of course, that was. And who was the other guy? Duck, Duck Hodges, right? Duck Hodges. Oh, he was terrible. He was terrible, and they still, and they still were like they. They they still want some games with him. Yeah, I mean, they. Um, But you know, now they don't have to worry about Duck. They don't have to worry about Duck because now they got Dwayne Haskins, you know, Kirby's favorite quarterback, but who is even worse. (laughs) But no, the other thing. But back to the. But but back to the offensive line point. Right. Um. You know, the other thing is, is like, yeah, like Marquise Pouncey, their longtime center, retired this year. Right. And they didn't they didn't do anything to really like replace him in the draft or in free agent. I said when we did our mock draft, I had them taking Landon Collins from Alabama because I thought he was like, oh, like, I thought he would fit perfectly in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they. uh, Of course, they take Najee Harris in the first round and they only they drafted two straight offensive linemen, a guy from Illinois and a guy from Texas Mm A&M. But. You know, those are third and fourth round picks. Those guys aren't going to be, you know, probably aren't going to start straight off. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of questions with that offensive line, and that's really where it all starts. And we've seen it throughout the league. We talked about it in the in the NFC. You know, with um, was it the Packers where they had it? They had issues with the offensive line. I don't remember? Now. No, it was Chicago. Chicago, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's like that with every team. I mean, if you can stay, if you have a couple veteran guys and you, you know, most offensive lines have, you know, those, those, especially that one guy who's an anchor, who's like, who's like an older player um, and, and, and some sort of young guy, 
if they stay, if the offensive line stays healthy, you're going to be pretty solid on offense. You're going to at least have a chance to win. And um, it, it just seemed like at times last year, like Pittsburgh, just they couldn't they couldn't help themselves at all on offense. And they they should have been way better, especially late in the season. I mean, they have they had they have such great receivers. So um, they're they're an interesting team to watch for. I, their defense is going to give them a chance to win, but in this division, it's it's just. I, this is the last comment I'd made on these notes. It's just going to be hard for any team to dominate this division. I think it's going to come down to, you know, the final couple games. Um, and I, I can see the Steelers kind of being in the thick of things. I, I, I don't think they're going to struggle as much as you said, Carlos. But the way that offensive line looks, I, they, they, they might. <laughs> they really might struggle. And with the Ravens and Browns, you know, being right there on, on each other's heels, this is just going to be a tough division to win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, mean, I agree with that. You know, again, you're in a division with two killer teams right now with the Ravens and the Browns who are young and on the up and up, you know, especially, you know, and of course, again, with the Browns who have completely, you know, they really upgraded on defense, yeah. you know, so like uh, it, uh, for me, if Pittsburgh is going to make it into the playoffs, they're going to be one of the like few third place teams that may, I think they're going to finish in third. Um because I think it's going to really be a battle between the Ravens and the Browns for first and second. I definitely agree with that. Definitely. And I think that's all I have to Cincinnati say about Pittsburgh. Be, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be last. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, yet. they're still trying to figure out what they're, what they're doing for. All right. All right. You know. Moving on. We're getting to co-host and lead contributor, Dan Dembski's Baltimore Ravens. So Dan, I will turn this segment mostly over to you because I know you follow this team intently and you have probably a lot to say. So let's hear it. So it, for the Ravens, of course, it starts with Lamar, but also have to look at the defense Um, second in the league last year, they were phenomenal. Um, had a great secondary, which I thought their secondary last year really improved from where they had been. And for the most part last year, they stayed pretty healthy until later in the season. Um, so they were able to really, really dominate, I think, in that area last year. And obviously, if you're second in the league in defense, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty good, um, pretty good situation. Um, the offense was seventh in the league last year. The number one rushing team, obviously. Uh, they had three guys, obviously, with Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, and Gus Edwards, you know, they could pretty much do what they wanted running the football. And it's interesting. They were last in the NFL in passing, but they attempted a lot less passes than the team that was ahead of them. I think they threw 50 less passes than um, the team that was 31st in the league. So that that's an interesting stat. They don't, you know, they're not a team. Lamar's not a quarterback right now. That's going to throw it, you know, 35, 40, 50 times a game. He's just, that's just not his game. Um, I think it's got to improve and go more to that level because teams are going to start figuring out the run. Um, their offensive line had some issues, especially uh, in the in the playoffs. They had some guys shuffled in and out, and you really saw, um, you know, you really saw how they struggled in the in that in the AFC divisional game. <clears throat> excuse me, divisional game, um, and you know, I, I think for them. It, it, the, the key thing, again, it's similar to Pittsburgh and every other team in the league. Their offensive line has to stay healthy, and um, there's, a, there's a cohesiveness, I think, that's built when you have, you know, a group of guys who stay healthy the entire season and they're able to, 
you know, work together and, and figure out what each other's strengths are too. That's a huge thing with the offensive line is figuring out, you know, every player has different strengths and stuff. So, um, um, they, they drafted, um, no signed, uh, Kevin Zeitler, um, who, who I think will, will help the offensive line a little bit. You know, he's, he's, he's a pretty decent player. Um, of course, they drafted Rashad Bateman. I'm very excited to watch him. Uh, great receiver out of Minnesota. That was a great but, pick. Yeah, he's he's injured now, and he had a he had minor surgery, so that is one negative thing. He's going to be out probably until late September, which I'm fine with. Uh, you know, it's it's a minor injury, but let him rest, let him you know heal up completely. Because I I hate when they rush players back, especially when they're young guys, mm-hmm. and they kind of re aggravate or re injure something. So. Uh, they also drafted Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma. Um, you know, he 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 could be a guy who could be a good fourth receiver, maybe um, a guy that sort of comes off the bench and can make a couple plays. Um, I I think they're a really solid team across the board. I think one thing they have to focus on is playbook wise. I think in the playoffs, one thing they get away from is sort of doing more of the creative running that they did in the regular season. They seem to want Lamar to throw too much. And I, I, that's not the, his first couple seasons in the league. That's just not his game. Um, I, I think he can get to that point. I, I don't think he's there yet. I hope this year we start to see a little bit more development with, especially with, with the deep passes. Um, I'm not saying he can't throw the ball because I think that's a ridiculous statement when people say that mm-hmm. he's not a traditional quarterback. He's not going to, you know, he's like I say, he's not going to throw it 40, 50 times a game. So you have to respect that he, you know, he can, he can run it very well and he doesn't have to throw it as well as, you know, as, as other quarterbacks in the league. Um, and then another note I had is, you know, is using the weapons around him. Cause now of course he has Rashad Bateman, um, Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He was pretty, pretty big last year for them. I, I think, uh, I think he's going to be a big part of the playbook this year. And then again, running the football, JK Dobbins, I'm really excited to see him again. Um, in his second season. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty solid season for the Ravens. I, I think uh, it's going to be really fun to watch them battle the Browns. And I think Pittsburgh as well. Um, again, this year, like just like it was last year. I mean, when you have three teams that finish one, two, three, and they, they, they all have at least 11 wins. That's, that's a really tight competitive division. And uh, I know we talked about the NFC West being, you know, one of the most competitive divisions, but I, I really believe it's the AFC North. And I don't think you can really sleep on any of these teams, to be honest, I, except maybe Cincinnati, because I think they're a long way from being at the level that the Ravens and Browns are. But I think I pretty much covered everything I wanted to say. Um, you know, they've they've had some injuries in, in you know, in, in the preseason, which I think is a little concerning. They've had some guys go down on defense. Um, nothing serious. Just, you know, you're going to have groin pulls and, and aches and pains here and there in the in the preseason, especially because. Remember, guys, last year we didn't even get a preseason. You know, we didn't get a training camp. So these guys are – this is the first time in two years these guys have done this. And for rookies and younger guys, you know, they haven't done it yet. So um, you're going to see some guys get bumped up along or, or bumped and bruised along the way. So hopefully it doesn't affect them long term, though. But I think that's all I got. Well, you he- I agree with what you say. I I feel like the Ravens could be a team if they make that next step 
they could potentially be a first place team. I could 100% see that happen. I, I, I want to get a, you know, like last year, I know the critics were talking about Lamar Jackson and how his quarterbacking style is not unique or whatnot. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson is a really great quarterback. And if he is more of a running quarterback, rushing for 80, 90 yards a game and winning games that way, if it works, then keep doing it. The only thing I will say, though, make sure you're protecting yourself and make sure you're not overrunning it. And he does a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he that did, is a concerning thing, though. Definitely. Yes, a- absolutely. But I mean, Lamar Jackson, if he develops as a thrower, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to throw more, but still yeah, uh, put the playbook around where Jackson is more comfortable and start slowly but surely putting in design pass plays because you have a lot of weapons. Um, in my opinion, uh, you have a lot of weapons um, that you have at your disposal and yep. you, th- this is a great way to learn preseason training camp, so on and so forth. Right. And it will help you become a passing quarterback, but I'm not saying just straight up, yeah, refuse to run the ball and just throw it all the time. I'm just saying if you're comfortable running the football and you're successful doing it and you're doing it safely, then continue to do it. Uh, I mean, what what's stopping you? It's going to be it, Lamar Jackson is such a great quarterback, and I feel like if they sprinkle in the pass plays you know, with all these weapons around him, they're going to do even better in my opinion. And, and he's an MVP. So I mean, absolutely. That's that's the other thing is people say he can't play quarterback. And I'm like, but he's an MVP. Actually he threw 36 touchdowns and threw for 3000 yards. And then in the same year running the ball, he ran for seven touchdowns. So um, took a little bit of a step back last year, but those numbers he had in that MVP season are like, those are impossible to repeat, you know? So um Expect, I think people's expectations sometimes are a little unrealistic. Everybody expects those, you know, Madden rookie mode type numbers. You're just, you're not, you're not going to see that. It's just not realistic. They're so. expecting Patrick Mahomes type numbers, but those, but Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are two totally different quarterbacks. Very they play different. differently. So it's like, you know, I mean, we've said this for a long time, you know, like Lamar Jackson just, he, he, he just got to play to his strengths and right now he's developing as a pass uh, as a passer so like you just got to give him time because like he wasn't necessarily the most crisp passer in college you no. know <laughs> no, and he he's wasn't. not the most crisp passer now but like he's working on it you know and you see year by year and last year i kind of you know i think we're gonna have to put an asterisk uh, last year because he did get covid and it was a covid year so it was really strange and, and they, they had a still lot made of the cases. playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and they but they still made the playoffs. Yeah, he did get COVID again, but he's been he, he's been vaccinated though, right? Well, if I remember correctly, talk he was to the vaccinated. team doctor about it. I was like, well, that's good because if he talks to the team doctor, the team doctor will set him straight. Now, yeah. I mean, if he gets the shot, he'll have the best immune system in the NFL because he's had it twice, <laughs> and he'll have the shot. So, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I don't know the. To, to me, this Ravens team is it, – it's like you said. If they can stay consistent on the play calling for Lamar, especially later on in the season, 
this team can, you know, they proved it. They they can do great things. You know, they they've been fourteen and two. They made the playoffs last year. They beat the Titans last year. You know, which was incredible. It was huge because the season before the Titans beat them. And in the regular season, if I remember correctly, Derrick Henry walked mm-hmm. off in overtime. And yep. for the Ravens to go back to Tennessee and beat them in the playoffs, that was just motivation going into the next game. And yeah, would you say that was great? Would you say that this is a make or break year for this whole I, I don't want to call it an experiment, but do you think like, you know, Harbaugh's kind of on the on the hot seat if they don't really succeed? Like get to at least, you know, I don't know, the conference championship. Uh... That's so tough. I mean, I don't necessarily think so. If they, I think they need, they probably need to win at least two playoff games, um, which I guess if you win the wild card and the, if you're a wild card team or whatnot, and you, you win two, the divisional then the round, then you're in the championship. Then so, the Super, but then if you go start from the divisional, then you're in the Super Bowl. Then you're in the Super Bowl, right? I feel so, like Harbaugh's proven himself in. I, I can't picture Harbaugh on the hot seat unless the Ravens yeah. do something drastic and win only like three or four games. I mean, he's one of the most winningest coaches in the active coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's. He and Mike Tomlin are, I mean, Mike Tomlin obviously has had a couple more years in coaching than him, um, but they're pretty, they're pretty close. And I think they're both about the same amount of respect as far as, um, you know, the, the top tier head coaches in the NFL. So I don't necessarily think that he'll be on the hot seat. Um, now, will people question if, you know, if they falter in the playoffs again? Sure. I think it's natural to, cause I mean, this, this is Lamar's fourth season um, you know, and, and obviously he'll, he's two years removed. Well, yeah, he'll be two years removed from his MVP season. So you'll, you'll questions will be asked like, Hey, why is there no, no consistency? But, um, no, I, I think he's proven himself as a head coach. You know, he won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco's quarterback. So now Joe Flacco yeah, was a great defense that year, <laughs> but he, in the playoffs, Joe Flacco was like a different man. Like it was I mean, he tied Joe Montana's record for, uh, you know, touchdown to interception uh, in in the playoffs, which it was kind of like a one like a one playoff kind of kind of deal, and you know they gave him all that money, and you know the rest mm-hmm. is history. But hey, we got Lamar Jackson out of it, so I'm not that mad. <laughs> but I th- I think I think he has proven himself as a head coach, and I, I don't really think he's on the hot seat. Plus, this division's really good if you know. If the Browns win the division, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I think the Browns are a really good football team. Um, and obviously, if you're a wild card team, you usually have a tougher road. I mean, how many wild card teams have won the Super Bowl? I don't really – what has there been, one maybe? In the Buc- no, there's been a few. Okay. Yeah, the Buccaneers last season, they started yeah. in the wild card. They started in the wild card. I remember that. But also, time. last year was different because even though they were on the road, it wasn't really home field advantage at any right. of the stadiums that they went to. Right. But yeah, anyway, I, I know. I mean, like Tampa Bay's done it. I know the Giants have done it. Giants know, did it in eleven. Yeah, the Giants yeah. did it. I think the, the Ravens. Ravens uh, the Ravens did it when they won yeah. the Super Bowl. They started yeah, the, the wild card. They they had a home playoff game, but they still won it from the wild card. Right, right. So I mean, it can be done. So even if the Ravens are in the wild card now, obviously it'll be different this season because fans will be back. But yeah, that's that's going to be huge too. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's been there's been six who won the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know how current that is. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, but I would say that's I, I pretty mean, accurate. But I mean, I agree with all of your points there. The, this division is just so, for lack of a better term, up in the air between the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns. Who yeah, will I, I, I really don't think the Steelers are in the conversation. I don't. I think it's it's a two horse race between the Ravens and the Browns. I think those are the two teams, and then I think Pittsburgh will pose some challenges, but I don't really think they're really competing for first place or second place. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm I think they're the third place team. I think they'll like like I said, I think they'll be a thorn in the side of the Browns and the Ravens, but I think yeah. ultimately the Ravens and the Browns will handle them. I think that's I think that's fair. I think especially if you're looking at you know future like future star studded teams uh in especially looking at this division, I think the Ravens and Browns are fairly young teams and they're, you know, they also are, have pretty bright futures and Pittsburgh's kind of up in the air, especially on offense, especially at the quarterback position. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. big Ben's, I think he's definitely going to be gone after this year. He's yeah. not, he's not a young feller anymore. So nah, and he started to see sort of the wear and tear legs. at the end of last year. So. Yep. And I don't think Dwayne Haskins, sorry, Josh, but I don't think Dwayne Haskins is the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Did you see a stat line in the hall of fame game? They threw up his stat line when he came in. Like I, to be honest, I watched a little bit of that, but. What are we doing? It was comical. Were we doing a podcast that day? I'm positive. We were recording. So like, I don't think we were really paying. I wasn't paying attention to that game. It's the goddamn (laughs) hall of fame game. It's the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't paying attention, but still, yeah, you were. when Haskins, yeah, you were. yeah, okay, but when Haskins came in, he's the, talking he, about Haskins. He said they're saying it's not his favorite quarterback, but he's talking about Haskins. No, I'm talking about the stats they threw up. I was like, they wasted the that part of the graphics to throw up his stats: three and ten, 175 pass yards per game. 12 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. I was like, wow. Man, he won't even talk about his boy Ryan Fitzpatrick this much. Dang. I know, right? He's still talking about hat. I mean, God, man. All right. Before (laughs) we move on, it is time to bring you the keyword as mentioned at the very beginning of this podcast. We're partnering up with MPT now product MT MPT now in the MPT now transformation room in order to bring you either one month of group training in person or virtual. The key word is transformation. So what you have to do is you have to like the Kirby on sports podcast on Facebook. Then you have to go like MPT now transformation room. Once again, that is not, it's not MPT now. There's also an MPT now productions. That is not it either. It's MPT now transformation room. Once you like our page in MPT now transformation room, the MPT now transformation room Facebook page will have a post with our with our episode linked down below, you have to comment the keyword transformation. And then you are entered to win a free month of group training, either in person or virtually. The winner will be announced September 25th, 
at MPT Now in MPT Now Transformation Room's grand opening. So you don't want to miss it. Once again, the keyword is transformation for one free month of group training in person or virtually. So we will post that on social media as well when it comes out, the tra- um, the the post where you have to comment under, but that's going to be under MPT Now Transformation Room. So make sure you like both our Facebook pages and be on the lookout for that post so you can comment this keyword. Now back to the podcast. All righty, we are back. Now we will be taking a look at the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland hey, Browns. Brownies. The Brownies. Yes, the Brownies. I, I could use a brownie right now, actually. Carlos. I could, too. So, yeah, so. Got some fudge here. I mean, the Browns. <laughs> oh, the not Browns, that kind of fudge. Can, can I, I just, just got say. A, I just got cookies. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. Can I just say the Browns had a really remarkable season last season? Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I, 100%. Yeah. It, it was great to see the Browns go from a laughing stock to a really good team who made it to the second round of the playoffs against Kansas. I mean, they were so close to beating Kansas City, too. It was incredible. Right. It was incredible. I mean, in this team, I think they're going to do just as well. Like Carlos said, it's going to be a horse race between the Ravens and the Browns this season. Carlos, yeah. I'm starting with you. Uh, yeah, go I ahead, guess. Carlos. Uh, yeah, I mean, this – what they did last year was incredible. And the fact that they did it all without Odell Beckham Jr. And, you know, and now they're getting him back and they grew as a team because they lost him. Like a lot of more players had to step up. Now I'm not saying Odell Beckham Jr. Is like this, like to me, he hasn't really been the same like impactful player as he was when he was with the giants, you know, ever since he came to Cleveland. But I mean, it's just another weapon for Baker Mayfield to use. Um, they, did a lot defensively, um, you know, and I feel like this is really going to be a, a this is going to be a huge year for Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. I feel like this is really going to show where he is in his development. Obviously, you had a one great year last year, and now you're coming into this year where uh, you have all your weapons back. Your defense is great. You have a solid coach. This is the first time I think he's ever going to come into the season with the same coaching staff. Um, that he did the season prior. Yeah. Um, I mean, just everything just looks great for Cleveland right now. And I mean, I I can't really find any any flaws with this team. To be honest, I think they built this team correctly, and I think that they're they're up there with the Chiefs and the Bills to compete for the Super Bowl this year. No, I definitely uh, I definitely agree. Uh, and and they got better on defense in free agency. They signed uh, you know cornerback Troy Hill, mm-hmm. uh, linebacker Anthony Walker, and I think mm-hmm. their best signing on defense is Malik Jackson. So, mm-hmm. um, and you <laughs> know their first also, round pick, their first round pick, they go out and, and draft you know Greg Newsom from Northwestern, uh, defensive back, and uh, he's he's a solid pick too. Um, Didn't they, they also get Jadavion Clowney? I was about to say that too. They also signed yeah, uh, Jadavion so, I mean, Clowney. And then I you mean, already have um, that defense oh, was <laughs> 21st last year. So, I mean, they, they should be better. So, and we know, we know how many weapons that Baker has on offense. It, um, it, it looks like to me, 
the Browns, after this successful season, went out and got even more talent to build on what they had last season to get better and better. And I feel like, once again, I'll get back to the uh, two-man horse race between the Ravens and the Browns. I feel like that's going to help them in this horse race get even better and stronger and more powerful. And, yes, they have Odell Beckham back, so – they were better without him. And when he got hurt, they were actually better on offense without him. I thought. I, mean, I, I feel like him getting hurt kind of actually helped this team because, like, uh, again, together. they weren't relying on Odell. That, then everybody else had to step up. So now everybody, you know, there's more trust in the team where the, it's like we don't have to always pass it to Odell. All these guys can Plus. be trusted. They can all. And, I mean, like I said, Odell hasn't been the same impactful player anyway since he left New York. So I think he's overrated anyway, to be honest. I do too. You. I think he made yeah. that just that one incredible catch against my Dallas Cowboys. And my ever Dallas since then, Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, and, supposed to be Stephen A. Smith impression, but it wasn't good. But yeah. Uh, we'll work on it. It's all also, right. he's not a Dallas Cowboys fan. He makes fun of them often. I know. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, also, like, you know, they have Miles Garrett. And, you know, right. uh, from what I'm hearing about, um, what was his name? Anthony Walker. Um, like I'm hearing like he was like a key, like cause he was, he came from Indianapolous, correct? I believe I so. Let me He's from check. Indianapolis. Um, double, double check from here. what I hear is like, they love him there at in Cleveland and that like Indianapolis loved him too. But if, if this is what they're talking about, let me throw this question out there. Uh, because up? this is one of the questions I had planned to answer w- with the Browns. Realistically, how many years do you... Dwayne Haskins? Oh. No. No, Dan. <laughs> no. No more Dwayne Haskins. We're on the Browns. Come on now. Okay. So how many years, realistically, do you think if the Browns keep trending in this direction, how many years do you think it will take them to make it to a Super Bowl? I mean, they can make it this year. They they really could. Do they we have think to it's possible it. this year? To it's make possible it to this Super year Bowl. for sure. They they have the roster right now to, to go to the Super Bowl. For They've sure. built their team for this, and they're a young team too. So they have plenty of they, they have at least what would you say a five six year window from right now to you know they have the right coaching staff. I feel like and you know Kevin Stefanski's he what what he did to really organize that mess of a franchise in yeah. one season is incredible. Can, yeah. can and that's I why also, he won Coach of the Year. Can I also remind you when the Browns beat the Steelers, Kevin Stefanski was sitting on his couch with COVID. Was that the playoff game? That was a playoff game, yes, wasn't it? The playoff yeah, that was game. a playoff game. Yeah, he, I was he, like, he was you've got to be kidding basement. me. The Browns beat the Steelers. Their head coach was sitting at home. Not even home. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was. I mean, what again? What they did last season was was great. You know, it really brought hope to that franchise, and you know. I feel like last year was a really big year for Baker. And I feel like this year he's going to really, I feel like he's going to show a lot of more improvement. Yeah. I, uh, it crossed my mind that he might take a step back this year. And then I was like, that, that would have been last year. Like he would have taken a step back last year because I thought the year before it was a little, it was a little dodgy at times, but I, I'm, I'm not a fan of him just because, you know, he's, an arrogant POS, but they have, and he also plays for the Browns <laughs> and he also plays for the Browns. So I, I, I don't like him for that reason too, 
But the, yeah, this Browns team is scary. I mean, they that's just the way I would describe it. I mean, especially we've even talked about the running backs. They have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb back there. And yeah, those Chubb, are beasts. And Chubb is yeah, Chubb is Chubb is frightening. Kareem Kareem Hunt has his moments, but Chubb is certainly scary to go up against. So, you know, they are they're definitely one of the best teams in the AFC. I, I would put them up there for sure. Um they don't have a lot of holes. I, I really don't think so. But again, we're in another year of COVID. Injuries are a thing. You, you never know. I mean, they their offensive line could get banged up or whatnot, and then we could be talking about a Browns team that, you know, I still think they're going to have a winning record regardless of how many injuries they have or whatnot. I just think they're too talented across the board to, you know, um, to have a bad season. So Is it, is um, it weird to – hear everybody say the Browns are talented. Like, yeah, that, and that's that was so odd, you know, because not, it's not, like, not, not to me <laughs> because I've, the Browns I've, for years, we've seen sucked. this coming. We've seen this coming. We've seen them slowly start to bring in great talent into this team and building the team the right way and not just trying to, you know, well, they get them a short amount of player. time. Yeah. I mean, they, they did it in three years. I mean, if you look at where they were in 2017, 2016, they had maybe one of the first, worst two year runs of any team. In NFL history, you can I mean, argue. they came a long way from the Johnny Manziel area. <laughs> oh man, that was terrible. Um, they weren't. I mean, remember when Freddie Kitchens was their head coach? I mean, they oh that was Freddie. that was rock that was bottom. And I now mean, he's that with was the Giants. Really, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is true. He is. That was, that was rock East. bottom for them, and for them to be able to turn around as fast as they have, you know, they. I can't recall if they like, you know got an entire new front office. It kind of seemed like it because all yeah, of a they sudden did. they were, yeah. yeah, you know, they were, um, it's just <laughs> amazing how fast they turned it around. And, and, and you're right. I mean, they did it to the draft. They also went out and had that big free agent off season where they went and got Odell Beckham. And I believe they got Jarvis Landry in that same mm. off, off season. I mean, they, they, com- they completely changed their tune. And they were paper champs, and then that year they I think they went uh, seven and nine or six and ten. So they didn't make the playoffs good. that year. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was two years ago. So then last year, of course, they turned it around, and uh, I think the sky's the limit this year for the Browns. I I, I don't hey, think man, they're. I agree. I don't. I don't. You know. The the AFC is so tough to gauge. I think outside of Kansas City, it's 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 tough to pick a team. Buffalo. I, I, mm, I would pick Buffalo. I think Buffalo, I think Buffalo and Cleveland. Um, and you know, you could put Baltimore in there too. I think that they have all those are the four teams right now, in my opinion, that are and Tennessee. You can even throw Tennessee in there. You know, those are the teams that are really gonna vie for that Super Bowl spot. Yeah, that's 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 true. I just I just don't think anyone's on Kansas City's level. I think I think that's, I mean, Kansas City can have a bad day. We we've seen that before. Um, <laughs> there's there's no doubt that that's possible, but you know, I who knows how long their window is. You just don't know. So I the I think the AFC to me is very intriguing. Um, in general, I think this division, especially if obviously me being a fan of a team in that division, helps a little bit. Um, but. I think this division is really going to produce some really good football for not just this season, but for years to come, especially the Ravens and Browns. And I think the Steelers in a few years, once they figure out, you know, 
the future. Wants to get Dwayne Haskins situated as the starting quarterback. Once they give him a long seven or eight year or seven or eight year contract, I think they'll be in good hands <laughs> for, for quite a while. All right. All right. So Talk about I, the Bengals now. Uh, okay. So out of uh, let's briefly these, touch the Bengals because I mean, all, there's not much to say about them. All these three teams, they, you know, they're pretty great. I mean, we talked about more positive. I mean, with the Steelers that sort of 50 50 but more positives than negatives but then, unless they start Dwayne Haskins then they're going to be 60 okay okay Dwayne <laughs> Haskins, thank you yes, uh, yes. And uh, then, Kirby get ready and, it's all season buddy it's all season and then, and then we look at the Cincinnati Bengals and it's like that it looks like they're the laughing stock in this division and I mean, they are. They don't even have an indoor practice facility. Like, this team is cheap. In 2021, that's crazy. And they... I know. Yeah, man. I mean, they the, play the in Bengals, Ohio. The yeah, Bengals, it's, it's I don't think they're, they're the catching up. I don't think they're catching up at all. Um, I mean, they're making some moves. You know, obviously getting Joe Burrow was obviously a move. But, I mean, but they they're need not... to protect him. They can't protect Agreed. him. I they mean, come can't. on. I, I, I mean, I don't understand what I mean. I understand, you know, he played Jamar Chase was like the guy, you know, he, he's the top rated receiver coming out of this draft. But I mean, you already have I mean, you still have AJ Green, who, although I don't really know if he's going to even play this year. Uh, you have T Higgins from Clemson. Like, did you really need Jamar Chase? Like you, you saw your quarterback tore his ACL last year and because of your abysmal line play and instead mm-hmm. of taking the guy penny whatever however you say his name um yeah. <laughs> penny sewell something like that i think that's how you say it instead of taking him you take jamar chase who apparently isn't even doing great in camp right now but um i reserve that because maybe he's just not good in camp and he'll be great in in the actual games but i mean it's just like i don't know if their head coach what's his name zach taylor is that his name zach taylor yes yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i don't I know don't anything think, about him <laughs> I, I don't i don't i just don't know if he's the guy for the job i i just don't i i so. like i said with the lions i think this is going to be a multi-step multi-year rebuild process for the Bengals. i mean they've I been a rebuild ever ha- since they, they've been in rebuild ever since i don't know fucking andy dalton left you know yeah. uh-huh the Zach Taylor move to me is one of those where it, everyone saw what Sean McVay did, and a lot of teams tried to make that their next decision. Uh, Zach yeah. Taylor was a he was a quarterbacks coach in 2018, and then all of a sudden in 2019, he's the head coach of the Bengals. So uh, honestly, the, like that's been the trend, you know, ever since that, you know, the year that the Rams made the Super Bowl, and yep. you know, everybody was praising that. Seen offense. several teams do it. It's just like yep. literally, you just have to have a cup of coffee with Sean McVay, and you get a job in the NFL. That's right. I and met I think him he once. Used to be in Washington's hired. building. <laughs> <laughs> to think, Washington used to have Sean McVay. Don't remind me. And they had a another coach who was in the Super Bowl, but his dad was kind Shanahan. of pulling the strings on the Robert Griffin stuff. Anyway, um, let's, let's, not, <laughs> let's not go back to those sore spots for, for Josh. Oh, no, we'll get there. We'll get there when we talk about Washington. Right. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think they're I think they're improving, but it's very slow and, and they're they're not gonna keep up with this division, um, obviously. Um they did address Don't the offensive line. More practice facility and then we that's freaking God. 
Just crazy. cheap bastards, man. <laughs> Out of everything you're talking about, how they don't have a indoor because uh, think about that they're not investing in the facilities. So, like, how great is that team facility to develop your players? You want great facilities to 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 true. thrive in the NFL. That is true. That is true. I I will give you that. Um. Uh, what was I? Yeah. Um. They. Yeah, they it's did. the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. It's the bang. There's not a lot to say about the Bengals. It's they're just, the new Browns. They signed. They signed. They might. They be signed the a couple Browns of guys to help in this out. Division. They signed a couple of guys to help out in the pass rush. Riley Reef and and Quentin Spain. Um. Outside of that, of course, they we talked about Jamar Chase or Carlos did already, and he's not. Um. Hasn't made a great impact so far, but again, you know, it's you can never you can never really tell in preseason. It's it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. We have to wait till we get to the regular season. Also, he's going to be the go-to guy for Joe Burrow because he doesn't have anybody else. <laughs> so, and he's um, got T. Higgins from Clemson, who was pretty good. Yeah, true, you know, true. It's just the, again the issue is is Joe Burrow still going to be getting hit. Yeah, they drafted the uh, the tackle from Clemson, Jackson Carmen, Carmen, yeah, Carmen. Um, and he's pretty good, obviously. So I'm sure he's going to be starting because they don't think they really have anybody else. Um, I I said their ceiling is a 7-10 and 10 season. I'd say it's probably lower. I, I, if they win six games this year, I think it's, I think it's a successful season, <laughs> to be honest. God, what a mediocre franchise. Yeah. They're, they're probably going to win two or three games. Uh, I really honest. don't see this team improving much. I really don't. Um, it's just because I mean, yeah. if Burrow can, Burrow will win them some games, you know. Right. He'll also lose them some games because he's a young guy. But mm, I don't know. I mean, Bur- I mean, don't forget he was a four-year. He, he, it's not like he's a young guy, you know, like too young. Yeah, you as know? far as that, I mean, yeah, he did play for four years in college. That is true. Well, I mean, realistically, he only played for like two years because, like, two years at Ohio State, he was like on the bench. And then he had the one year, which was the senior year, where he blew up. But I mean, I think Burrow will win them more games than lose games. But I, I feel like ultimately that offensive line is where they're going to fail. Yeah, I mean, you, you you hate to say that another injury you know, could could be on the horizon, but if he gets does, hurt it, again, it doesn't look good. If if, it, if he gets hurt again, he's done. I I really think he's done because. He's still not the same ever since, you know, his severe injury from last year. He's talked about that he's not the same. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens when he actually like gets into the game and like actually plays like real like outside real of preseason because he's yeah. gonna play like one probably one series in preseason. I'd say mm-hmm. if so, he it's even like, plays. Yeah, so we'll see how he does there. But I mean, like if yeah. like if we go through this season and he's still getting demolished and he like hurts him, he gets hurt again. No I mean, honestly, uh, Cincinnati's going to really have to look at themselves and be like, what the fuck are we doing to this kid who has, you know, who, who again, in college was being compared to Tom Brady. Now, I mean, nobody's going to be Tom Brady, but I mean, like he, the way that he, was his pocket presence, that was I mean, his pocket thing. presence, the way he was commanding, you know, c- commanding the field, like it was Brady-esque well, for, a co- he had, for college. He had six seconds to throw. I mean, and he had, you know, the best of the best as far as receivers. That's, mm-hmm. that's but what I'm saying difference. is you see what his potential would be if you actually put shit around him Sure. Yeah, compared sure. to, you know, where he doesn't have anything around him. I mean, he's just getting killed. Yeah. And, but we can see what he can be if he actually is protected. If he's, he's got the weapons around him, but he's just got to have time to get it to them. And he needs a better head coach because Zach Taylor, I agree. 
I don't know if Zach Taylor's the guy. I don't know who Zach Taylor was. I had to look him <laughs> up. I mean, I, I knew I knew who he was the head their head coach. I didn't know his background. It's interesting to see that he went from a quarterback's coach to a straight to a head coach. That's I mean, th- think about it. It's Cincinnati. They kept Marvin Lewis for how long and he didn't win he, shit. Yeah, he, Marvin Lewis overstayed his welcome. Well, he, yeah. he, 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 he never see- won a playoff game. But I'm, I'm I'm sure they miss him now because you know at least I don't know if they at... do because yeah go to the playoffs but what are you doing in the playoffs you're not doing shit nothing nothing well, it's, it's better than right the now. wild card game uh, but I mean I'd rather I'd rather time. be in the playoffs than than lose you know uh, but, but like three games you're you're in the playoffs you're playing the early Saturday game you know like who <laughs> like True. it's not it's it's not as if you're getting getting much from being in the playoffs True. and just getting the first round exit. And people know it. <laughs> and people exactly. start saying it all the time. That's it. I, I think that's it for the Bengals. Yeah, I, I Yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah. They they they've got a long it. way to go in this division. Like they, they've got a lot of young players. So I mean that's the one positive thing for them is they probably have a lot of guys who are gonna be with this organization for a while, but but they gotta protect Joe Burrow. And, and they need better direction. They, I, I, and I feel yeah. like that's where they failed. Yep. Is yep. is they, they didn't get anybody really. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. So that wraps up the NFC and AFC North. Make sure you tune in next week for the NFC and AFC East. I'm looking forward to it, boys. And then the NFL season is right on the horizon. Oh, man. Next episode is going to get heated because obviously, you know, Kirby is the team, is the fan of the team with no the name. Because their name was racist. Fan. And, you know, they were the ones that gave us Dewey Haskins, you know, his favorite quarterback. And, of course, I'm a Cowboys fan. So, you know, it's going to get intense. That about wraps it up for another edition of the Kirby on Sports (laughs) podcast. For my co-host and lead contributor, Dan Dembski, and Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. Thank you once again, boys, (laughs) for joining us on another edition. Once again, next week will be the wrapping up of the NFC and AFC division previews with the East. So until then, make sure you check out the Kirby on sports podcast on all streaming platforms. Make sure you like and subscribe and comment on YouTube and make sure you subscribe to um, our website, www.kirbyonsports.com for our sponsors, PM plus reserves, Shenandoah Primitives in Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. This has been another productions of the Kirby on Sports podcast. Until the next time you hear our voice, always remember to create greatness. So long and peace out.